Vogelbeck shoots it to left field. Veerling has it. Marte tags the throw home. The tag applied. The Phillies got him. Wow. The Eternal Pod is brought to you free by Anchor. On today's episode, we will be recapping our trip to City Field last Friday. We'll look at some of the key dates on the Sixers schedule, which was just released today. The most recent news in the Kevin Durant saga, our four-minute scramble will unveil our 2022-23 NFL preview episodes. We'll rank the top 10 tight ends and do our wins and losses. But first, a quick word about our number one sponsor, Anchor. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 66 of the BA Turnpot, a big week in sports. Big two weeks in sports, as it's been a while since we've spoken to you. Joined by Joel, as always, I am Rob, and we welcome you. How are you tonight? Not going to lie, pretty tired. But uh, it's my weekend. I'm good. Very tired. I'm off for the next few days, so a little mini vacation, but all good i'm still on a high from last week's city field visit and we'll get into that in a little bit but other than that tired but in good spirits how about you uh just about the same i'm coming up on just about 12 consecutive or 24 consecutive hours a week so um, we are uh we're running on adrenaline and uh powerade zero right now and uh some some water that has very quickly become warm as my office is very very warm uh but it's a big day. I am uh, not quite to the finish line like you are, but I have one more day of work and then a couple of days off, and then right back at it on Monday. But yikes! Lots, a lot has happened since the last time we spoke. We tried to uh, record last week. Something got in the way about a half hour in. We uh, we had to cease our recording. Luckily, everything was settled. Everything was figured out. Yeah. Um, uh, said issue has lingered up until today. Which is why I was up at two in the morning, but uh, ouch! We everything has been um, resolved. Everything has been at least temporarily resolved um, within the uh, within the home. So we are uh, we're all good. I'm good. I'm glad. Uh, it's I'm been a glad. good. It's been a good 10, 14 days since the last time we recorded. I don't remember what we talked about. I believe it was the the last rankings for the quarterbacks. Probably, that's all uh, I can remember. Vince Scully. I have to yes. I have to try to remember what I said last week. This way I can say it again without accidentally thinking I already touched on it. But I listen, know. we got a bunch to get to. Um, in the spirit of a list that I saw on Instagram, we're gonna for the next couple of episodes um, do our football league preview stuff. Uh, we'll get to that later on. Uh, but we're gonna recap City Field, Sixers, Kevin Durant. We'll do the scramble which may last a little bit longer than four minutes. WZL's <laughs> top 10 tight ends, a lot to get to. Uh, but would you like to start with the Pirtle? Yeah, let's let's knock this All out. Right. The Pirtle is the NBA Wordle. If you're unfamiliar with it, P-O-E-L-T-L. You guess players until you get it right. You get eight guesses. All right, I'm just going straight for the, the jugular here. And it is not. Ooh, ooh. All right, all right, all right. We're, we're working here, we're working here. The thing is, when I do Purtle, I black out. Like, I do not know a single player on anyone's team. Uh, 
give me a second. I'm, uh, I'm trying my best. I got the division right now. Um, I got the division. I got to look at the ESPN.com. I have no idea. I got the number, but I don't know players the by jersey? their numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know players by their jersey numbers, however. Some of them do, like zeros or double zeros. Or yeah, if it's, if it's as prolific as something like that, but it's a, it's a pretty common number. 23. Uh, I don't know any of these players. I got to find my division. I got the team. Uh, that doesn't help, I don't think. This doesn't help me at all. No, the guy I think it is is uh, no longer in the league. Silhouette looks I'm like cheating. I'm cheating. Silhouette I'm cheating. looks like Mario Hazonia. <laughs> Who? Oh, wait. Oh, uh, this I'm is a, the. I might have gotten it. I think I got it. Oh, wait. There's two guys with the same last name. Which one is it? This guy. Oh no. Oh, so, oh, they're on the same team anyway. Okay, that works out. Oh, dude, right. I don't know it. You got it? Yeah. I, I don't know the difference between these two players. So I'm, I'm on Google my seventh him. guess. This guy averaged 15 points last year? Oh, that's gross. Oh, my God. I didn't realize this guy was good. He's not. Eighth pick in the draft. Okay. He's not. Did you finish it? No. Oh. <laughs> I can't think of anyone else. Oh wait, is he still in the lead? Yeah, I was a rookie last oh, year. Oh no, no, never mind. Uh, I thought it was Mario Hazonia based on the uh, the silhouette. Not Brunson. Uh, what's his name? Who? <laughs> So Franz Wagner apparently averaged 15 points a game last year. So <laughs> good for him. I I knew as soon as it looked like that, that it was either Mo Wagner or the other Wagner. There's I didn't know the Wagner's. other Wagner's last name. So I just typed <laughs> Mo first. Turns out they're on the same team anyway. Yeah, So are. it's uh, Franz Wagner, who is the uh, the Pertle for today. Both so from glad, Michigan, too. Glad we got that out of the way. They, yeah. Both played in Michigan. All right. Um, well, my train of thought i went for the juggler because of our topic later went for kevin durant that got me the position and height which didn't really matter for me the height because everyone's taller than me yeah. then i went for trey young got me the division then i went markel Fultz, got me the team and then i went down the list cole anthony mo bama bowl bowl terrence ross Jalen suggs and then obviously that was it wow you know a lot of magic players i know like two yeah because uh, so. i had to at one point because it was Mo Bamba, I think it was one of them. So I was like, I had to look yeah. at the roster. True. Uh, Franz Wagner. What? I went I went Siakam, as I always do, number one. Got the conference, went DeRozan, two. Didn't get it. Went to John Collins, got the division. Miles Bridges, um, division, incorrect team. Jimmy Butler, same deal. Jonathan Isaac is like one of the few Magic players I know. Yeah. And then I typed Mo Wagner. That's what I thought it was. And then it turns out it was Franz Wagner, who's actually older than him. So. That's how I got to that. Um, so talk about the Fightings real quick. Uh, as they stand right now, they're 13 games over 565 and 52. They are plus 75 in the run differential. That is only one run less than it was the last time we tried to record. So they're pretty consistent. They're 43 and 23 under Rob Thompson. I may have the math incorrect on that, but I don't think I do. 10 back of the Mets in the division, six and a half back of the Braves, 
in both the division and the wild card. They would be the division leader in either of the central divisions, NL or AL. <laughs> um, and they're currently the second wild card, as I said, six and a half back of the Braves. Uh, one game ahead of the Padres. Uh, actually, probably a half game now because the Padres beat the Marlins tonight. Uh, two ahead of the Brewers, five and a half ahead of the Giants, which uh, they were actually eight ahead of the Giants last week. So that's a little bit of a concern. Um, but they swept the Nats last week, took two out of three against the Marlins, and then the big showdown, which we uh, we attempted to preview before our uh, our audio was uh, lost forever. Um, yeah, right. So they uh, they took one out of three in the Mets series. Uh, we're going to probably talk mostly about the first game because, uh, first of all, we uh, we actually had the chance to watch that game. <laughs> I didn't really see much of the next two, and I don't know how much you saw of the Sunday game. but None of it. Um, so we'll talk about the Mets series. Um, yes. We went to – we got a chance to go to City Field last Friday. We did it on a – kind of booked it on a shoestring. We, uh, like two or three days prior, we were like, hey, you want to go to the Mets game? Sure. Where do they play? Oh, they play the Phillies. Okay. Oh, well, who's pitching? Oh, it's Scherzer. Oh, great. Who's pitching for the Phillies? Oh, it's Suarez. Oh, okay. Well, maybe maybe they'll have fun. Yeah, right. Turned out to be a good game. It well. Full context: I had tickets, free tickets, for the preseason game uh, at the link. Jets were coming into town facing the Eagles. I was like, oh, I'll invite them. And then they were like, oh, you want to go to Sid Field? I was like, oh, well, that beats sitting through a, a bunch of scrubs on the Eagles. Minshew. Yeah, Minshew Mania. So I was like, all right, yeah, let's go. It was a fun time. Yeah, we Try, were looking. Uh, smooth. Yeah. Yeah, that drive was great. We were looking initially at uh, at Yankees Blue Jays for this weekend. But the Yankees yeah. suck now. And it, the price didn't really work. And we paid 56 bucks for really good tickets at the Mets game. And we got to see our, our hometown team. We don't have to pretend to be Yankees fans. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, we got a chance to see a different stadium for the first time. We got the chance to be uh, in enemy territory for the first time. Yes. I wanted to ask you about that. Um, so, first of all, let's recap the series real quick, and then we'll talk yes. about the uh, city field. So, uh, Friday, Rangers Swords versus Max Scherzer. That delivered in every way possible. Scherzer was rocky early, stranding five base runners the first two innings. Uh, the Phillies got the uh, the scoring started in the first. Uh, Bryson Stott on a full count, hit a double off the wall, almost carried out. Um, he was on base four times, by the way. First time anybody has ever done that against Max Scherzer in the major leagues. Um, Boehm, Alec Boehm had an RBI single in the top of the first. Mark Canna had an RBI sack fly in the bottom of the second. Nothing really happened the rest of the game. Bullpens were both good. Um, Adam Adovino came in for the Mets in the eighth. Diaz in the ninth. Diaz was electric. We'll get to his entrance in a second as well. Um <laughs> Uh, Jose Alvarado was really good in the eighth, the Phillies, and then Dominguez came into the ninth. The ninth inning was uh, a roller coaster of uh, emotions. Uh, Starling Marte hit a ball to right field. Um, Nick Castellanos looked like the Psyduck meme with the other uh, question marks because he started breaking in on the ball and it hit the wall. So who knows what happened there? Uh, Francisco Lindor hit a really, really long uh, sack fly to center. Yeah. That took Marsh all the way back to the warning track. That moved Marte over the third with one out. Pete Alonso got intentionally walked and threw his bat down like a baby. And um and then someone's milkshake brought them to the yard as uh as Danny Vogelback came up. Bases uh first and third. And then they did like a softball huddle in the on deck circle. Lindor, Vogelback, and whoever was on deck after Vogelback, might have been Canna, just stood there with their arms wrapped around each other. And like it was like a full minute. Like how much what what can you really have to say? Hey, hit the ball, bro. 
Like, <laughs> pull it. Yeah. So he can't back was it. pinch hitting for Darren Ruff, and he uh, hit the fly ball to left, which, uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, was hit. I was like, oh, that might fall. It didn't. <laughs> Matt Vreeling caught it. Then he made a throw almost as handsome as he, himself. And he nailed um, Marte at the plate and probably the most thrilling play we've seen in person this year. Yeah. Um, and then that was followed by dead silence. Uh, Alec Bohm, RBI sack fly in the top of the 10th. Robertson shuts the door. We go home happy. Mets fans go home sad to their really, really high rent um, apartments. And shit. Uh, Saturday, uh, DeGrom was like nuts against the Phillies. Diaz did show a little bit of... Um, of, armor? Yeah. Diaz, you know, the Phillies have had his number over the years. Um, of course, Segura hit the three-run homer walk-off against him in 2019 after Michael Franco tied the game of the ninth. That was uh, that Thursday game. It was like a day game. Um, so they got a couple base runners on, and then um, as as easy money as a Steph Curry three-pointer, Nick Castellano strikes out on a low-and-away slider. <laughs> um, immediately following the game, I tweeted the next time, Nick Castellanos makes contact on a low and away slider will be the first time Nick Castellanos makes contact on a low and away slider. Um, and uh, that kind of ended things. I mean, um, who was it? Did you see any of this, um, that inning? For what, uh, Saturday? Yeah. Uh, no, I was at work. I didn't so, see it, but I know so, Nola wasn't. Nola was pretty good as well. Nola was great. Yeah, he, he technically pitched a complete game. I think. I think he went all eight, and um, he only allowed the one run, which was in the first inning on a little blue from Pete Alonso, ninety seventh RBI of the year, I believe, for him. That dude just hits. Yeah, no, but I didn't see the game really. I I was on such a high, I didn't want anything to ruin it. Yeah, I just went to work. <laughs> yeah, that ninth inning was something that felt like a playoff uh, ninth oh, inning for sure. They, Somebody got on. I forget who it was, but they came in. They had a pinch runner ready. Like it, it, Rob Thompson kind of had everything ready. He brought in, um, I believe it was Hoskins, maybe. I think Hoskins walked. And uh, Sosa came on to run for him. And I think Sosa stole second base. So he was in uh, scoring position. I believe they had first and second when Castellanos inevitably struck out with the one on one way slider. <laughs> um, Schwarber hit for. Um, for Veerling in the eighth. And as a result, um, Garrett Stubbs is the backup catcher had to play left field because they had no more outfielders. Um, ironically enough, by the way, when we were at the game on Friday, which again, we'll get to in a second, um, Garrett Stubbs was shagging fly balls. And when we got to the uh, the area, I was like, <laughs> that's weird. Why does he even own an outfield glove? He's a catcher. And then the next day he's in left field for the Philly. So there you go. Fun game. I feel like a playoff game. Uh, dude, it was from the moment we got to the ballpark. It was pretty good. I mean, ballpark is a beautiful ballpark. Um, Very nice. Uh, it was a packed house, oh, just about a packed house on a Friday uh, night. So that was actually the sixth largest crowd in the regular season in City, uh, city Field history. And we were a part of it. The P- well, they knew the PA Turnpike guys were going to be there. They knew we were going to be there. They just they, and they were nice. None of them bothered us. They they just let us be celebrities. Uh, okay. They all, they all acted like they didn't even know what the Turnpike was. A couple hecklers here and there. You know, <laughs> yeah, one guy on the concourse, but that was it. Yeah, uh, and then the, uh, the the moron that works at the stadium, as we were waiting to get in, um, he goes, "Actually, Phillies fans can't enter until the fourth quarter." And we were like, "The fourth uh, quarter? Shit, well, it, it must be halftime." I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, what a dunk. Um, yeah, Ridiculous. but I mean, Mets fans they know they know who the superior fans were there <laughs> because uh, you know 
there was a lovely couple to my right. They could have asked any other donkey Met fan, but they asked me, a Phillies fan, to take their Instagram <laughs> photo. And then I gave her, I probably, they're probably broken up right now. She's probably thinking about me because she asked me <laughs> if I can take a picture. And the first thing I say is landscape or portrait mode. She almost melted in my She hand. melted, yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh my God, you're such a sweetheart. I'm like, I know. This kid, this kid right here. I don't know what you're doing with him. But, oh, you're uh, so thoughtful. Yeah, exactly. So I took up, you know, took the pictures, both landscape and portrait mode. And next thing you know, she, she couldn't handle it. I think he got jealous, so they just up and left. Yeah, they like, just disappeared. They, they were like the only empty seats for like the longest time. For sure. Well, they had those big ass glasses of alcohol. I bet you that did them in. I mean, it looked they, tempting, but they were probably sleeping next to Beltron from the uh, the, the section beneath us. <laughs> that dork. There was a guy in a very obviously Chinese um, Carlos Beltron jersey who just would not stop talking the entire game. And I don't think the players were able to hear him, um, contrary to what he believes. We were but so high up. On... <laughs> we, were the we're five, like... we, we were the 500 level. We had some pretty stellar seats. Oh, for sure. I, um, I wouldn't trade that few for anything, I don't think. Oh, I would for the city, for Citizens Bank Park. But uh, True. What do you call it? Yeah, he was in the 400 level, and as the game went on, he was more belligerent to the point where they gave him water. Yeah, they gave him nice <laughs> water with a lemon in it. Poor bastard. He probably went home. And he was the main guy trying to rally them in the ninth and quickly just shut up. Didn't work. And then as soon as the game was over, gone. Just gone. But uh, it was fun. I loved it. Great atmosphere. I mean, the concourse. I mean, City Field. If you haven't been there and you're in the tri-state area, Go to the 500 level if you can snack tickets there. That's the spot to go. Yeah, seriously. Patio. Uh, there's like a center bar, but it's more of seltzer. You got cheesesteaks. You got plethora of sundaes, desserts, gelatos, pizza, yeah, they had tacos. Ice cream. They had Mr. Softy. Mr. Um, Softy. They had sausage. They had uh, So it was basically like a giant food court. They had the, the team store, uh, a beautiful bathroom, very clean. Uh, an efficient uh, way too. You go in one way and you go out the other side. Yeah, that almost never works at Citizens Bank. They just have two doors and people walk in both of them. <laughs> the only thing I wasn't a huge fan of is that the doors were closed. So, I mean, you can kick the door open. The last thing I want to do is touch the door because I know a lot of those people that go to baseball games are not washing their hands. That's true. That's true. And if you've seen the TikTok of the uh, the the air dryer. More germs come through that than um, really than if you were to stand there and just like wave your hands. So I no longer use those. Oh, so who, who God knows how many germs are on the doors from people pissing on their fingers and drinking beer and then uh, not use and then using the hand dryer and getting more germs shot onto their hands. So I I digress. But so you guys bathrooms were next to me. Bathrooms were very clean. <laughs> yes, they were. Um, I thought it was really cool. So it almost looked like kind of like Xfinity Live if you've ever been there. The little patio behind the 500 level mm-hmm. seats were fantastic the, the stadium was beautiful oh, i thought it was gorgeous yeah and i think it helped that they had the blackout uh friday yeah so some of the trims were i guess black and the graphics were more black uh see mr philly, matt was fun with the when two the phillies color took the lead um the coolest thing was when the phillies took the lead a lot of mets fans actually uh instead of dressing in black they dressed up as empty seats <laughs> And uh, yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Matt was pretty cool. Um, I think you guys you guys caught on to the fact that Mr. Matt had two different colored eyes because Scherzer was pitching. Yeah, I thought that was a great touch. Very good detail. Um, they had a DJ 
Like Cinderfield yes. was rocking on Friday. I'm yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you. That was the best atmosphere we've seen this year. Great weather, beautiful weather. Couldn't have asked for better weather. The, the parking was great. I oh, was expecting <laughs> so. So having been so, we've been to now three stadiums this year, and we're going to compare and contrast them all in a second. Yeah. So Citizens Bank is what it is. They have plenty of parking. The entrance is kind of crammed when you get in there. They don't open until like an hour ahead of time. Uh, Yankee Stadium, you got to park in like a garage a couple blocks away from the stadium and walk to your car after the game. There's like two like lots kind of on site, but it's like 45 bucks to park in either of them. And there's best of luck getting out um, or getting in. Um, So Yankee Stadium, they also don't open the doors till six. So you don't get your nasty Nestor t-shirt when you drive from Philly for three hours. Um, (laughs) City Field, they opened it. They open up um, two hours before game time. So they opened at five ten. So when we got there, we actually got to see the Phillies do BP. I haven't been able to see batting practice in like six years going to a baseball game. So I thought that was very, very cool. Um, the concourse was really nice. I liked the ambiance. Like it was kind of like kind of dim on the concourse, like almost like shade. Yeah. But it was very modern looking. Um, plenty of, you know, uh, places to eat, plenty of, you know, places to buy, like your scorecards and stuff. I thought it was cool. What about you? Uh, like I said, it was, it was pretty good. Um, I haven't been to a different ballpark in forever. I mean, I guess the Bronx, but yeah, I feel like the Bronx was more of historic. It was like I went to see like a museum or something. I don't know. That was also a little bit more of a rushed kind of thing. Is it? Well, we got there and we waited in line and we were just in and the game started. This felt more like we had time to kind of soak it in. Yeah. So that was pretty neat. That's probably what it is, honestly. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of the orange foul poles. I think. Th- that's a really cool touch. Very good touch. It, look, um, it looked really nice. I felt like a kid again because we saw yeah. BP. We're walking around <laughs> like for the listeners. We went down. Well, I mean, Rob was like a kid in a cancer. He was like, oh, my oh God, the BP. God. He ran down <laughs> to the third yeah. baseline. We Yeah, so we entered what? Like left field third base-ish yeah. area. Ran down, yeah. You ran down. You were like, and then Philly guys were just hitting bombs out to left center. <laughs> and then Rob's like, Let's go up there. I think that's the move. So we go up there. Not oh, yeah, even. Yeah, yeah, Because we started on the five, third, on like the foul line. You're right. Yeah. Not even five seconds in, Rob goes up there. Girlfriend right behind. I'm following him. <laughs> and there's whoever shots a home run basically to left field almost dinks this poor girl <laughs> right in the face. Of it, and she tries to catch it. She made a valiant effort. And I think it was Veerling or Stubbs. It, I think it was Stubbs. It was, yeah, it was Stubbs. Little, tiny little Stubbs. Yeah, little tiny little stuff comes over like, hey, thanks for your effort. Something like that. Yeah, I thought that was very cool. And he said, I, I applaud your effort. He and tossed the, the ball, ball up to the young lady. I thought that was cool. And then the low point of that whole time at batting practice was seeing Brogdon, Connor Brogdon's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wanted to trade the guy. Soul. <laughs> so it's Connor Brogdon. So I mind you, Sir Anthony Dominguez, who is the closer, and Jose Alvarado, who is like the setup man for all intents and purposes sometimes, and Brad Hand. So like your three most important relievers that night, uh, all three of the relief pitchers that pitched that night yeah. are out in the um, in the uh, or uh, two of the three. I'm sorry, because Robertson pitched. Brad Hand is out there sprinting full speed. Dominguez and um, Alvarado. Alvarado are like fighting for fly balls. Kyle Gibson's like shagging fly balls, and Connor Brogdon is over in the corner in left field in his converse. And his, it looked like he had ankle socks on, and his his hands were folded. And anytime a ball was hit in his direction, he would just walk over as uh, as slowly as he could, almost like he was like, Bothered. like they had to twist his arm to be there. Yeah, <laughs> so he was I, unbothered and bothered at the same time. 
I don't know what was going on. He didn't toss any balls to fans. Brad Hand comes sprinting over from like 60 feet away, <laughs> tracks this ball down, and then tosses it up to us. I'm like, this is sick. And then yeah. every time a ball was hit, there's like seven kids going, here, 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 it's his birthday here. I'm like, fuck you guys. It's my birthday. And that's going to give me a ball. <laughs> and most of them were Mets fans. Yeah. I was like, what is going on out here? These guys are colorblind. This is trash. That was very cool. Seeing Castellanos uh, not get low and away sliders during BP and uh, seeing like the infielders like taking ground balls and turning double plays and stuff. Yeah, a bunch of players in the field. It was cool. Seeing Derek Hall from as far as we were, seeing him cat. up to at BP and seeing the sound of that bat, it's a different. He is freakishly strong. Yeah. Uh, the, the ball, the the one guy I was a little surprised by, and I guess I shouldn't be because I, we've been watching him for a few years. The ball really jumps off of Gene Segura's bat. Oh yeah, uh, during BP, he's like, and he, he's a he's a good he's not like a pull hitter like everybody else. He's putting the ball left center, right center down the line, mm-hmm. up the middle. He's a good hitter, and it was exciting to see him. It's it's cool just to see him back in general, but uh, him kind of spraying the ball all over the place. He really he he swings like fast but not hard. Uh, and you would understand that I think for a lot of people who've played baseball or played wiffle ball or anything, difference between swinging hard and swinging fast. Derek Hall swings hard. Segura swings fast. Ball comes off his bat uh, very fast. So I thought it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Um, and I think the last thing I can remember, I think we were waiting for the misses. She went uh, somewhere. We were just waiting around. And then Rob catches it. I did not catch it fully. <laughs> but apparently... This Met family, let's just call it, father, son, and daughter. Daughter once goes and drinks out of the water fountain. And the do- <laughs> <laughs> and the I forgot da- this happened. <laughs> and the daughter gets choked out by the dad basically to spit out the water. The dad was choking his kid to try to get to spit the water out. She's like, Daddy, I don't want lemonade. He's like, don't drink, spit it out. I'm like, what was it? Like, is it going to give you AIDS or like, what's going on here? <laughs> it's not a good sign for a visiting Team to hear your home team don't drink the water. Imported straight out of uh, Flint, Michigan, I guess. But that's crazy. Who knows? But yeah, that was pretty much the highlight. And then, uh, yeah, the ninth inning. Yeah, that ninth inning <laughs> it took some time. It took a couple of years off my life. <laughs> this game in general took some years off my life. It was sensational. Sensational. What a, what a stressful game. I mean, we're not doing it justice. You had to be there, kind of thing. But it might have. I'm pretty tired, and you're like almost on 24 hours yeah. awake. But I'm running uh, on fumes. It was electric. I mean, and my goal was, and I said this coming into the game, <laughs> which Rob made a good point. I wanted to see Edwin Diaz just for the song for the entrance. <laughs> but then we got that would, to see it. But that also would mean that we're probably losing at that point. <laughs> but it worked out a, perfectly. We weren't. I think we were tied at that point. Yep. Yeah, we were tied, right? There was one one he pitched the top of the ninth. Yes. Tie game. And if you're at home, you usually throw your closer ninth. Um on the road, you'll save your closer for when you get the lead. Um he but, came in. And in fairness, he he faced what seven, eight, nine or eight, nine, one. He faced Marsh, Veerling, and Stott. So he faced the Iron Pigs and he carved right through. I feel like eight pitches and like seven were strikes. He struck out two guys. So like he's electric, but there was that place a- loves him. Oh, dude, that place was a Considering three years ago, they were calling him Ed Luz Diaz. Uh, they've done a full 180 on him. He's been great this year. Uh, I Best mean, entrance in sports. Oh, bar, bar none. Um, there was a cool little moment, though, in that at bat, I think it was the very first batter was Marsh. <laughs> and he struck him out, and Marsh just walks back and looks at, I think, Veerling. It was like, dude, good luck. 
Yeah, I you're screwed. Yeah, I don't know. Good luck. And then <laughs> Veerling looked severely overmatched. And Stott put up a fight. He popped up. But there was the one weird inning. We were in the concourse area. So I believe we went to go get the ice cream in the helmet. Mm-hmm. And we were watching on the monitor. There were three straight little flares over shortstop that fell the in the triangle. <laughs> I've never seen that in my life. Not even in like the leagues I've played in. I've never seen three straight little like farts over shortstop. And I think it was Stott got on. He was one of the four times he got on. It might have been Hoskins. And I think Castellanos had one as well. Where it was three be. balls just fell right behind where Lindor was and where the left fielder was. There was also an inning where they came out with one left. They were short one player. The that's where that's right. Where like, <laughs> where like so Escobar like tripped over third and then McNeil cut his hand and they came out with uh, only six guys behind the pitcher. We're like, what's going on here? Here comes Naquin. They move Mark Canada third base. I'm like, what's happening here? What we just can't <laughs> avoid like just like oddball things happening in the ballpark. I was in rare form. I just kept saying Mets will met. <laughs> How do you start your inning and not have everybody out yeah. there? What did I tell you when we parked? I said, the only thing I don't want to see is an extra inning loss because I don't want to see a loss and I don't want to be here too late and almost got it. When that thing went to extra innings, like these sons of bitches are going to make me watch this low, watch them lose. And I'm going to have to leave with all these Mets fans in my face. I'm going to sit in traffic for three and a half hours. And like- luckily it worked out. Our seats, we were in a pool of blue and black. There was there was not a Phillies fan in sight aside from uh, the one little kid to the section over from us. Well, I'm pretty sure he was like 14. He dropped an F bomb in my video, and <laughs> and then there was the random couple behind us that um I didn't even know there was a couple. They, they almost they, they were they were probably scared poopless. They showed him like the second inning. The kid had the guy had like a, a youth Harper jersey on. We were <laughs> we were the loudest ones at. At times, when it got to the end of the game, Rob was more vocal. Uh, the girlfriend was more vocal. I was, like, telling people, settle down, settle down. <laughs> <laughs> like, they think they were going to win the game. I was like, settle down. And then the at the top of the show, if you didn't hear it, uh, Vogelbacks <laughs> fly ball to left. Yeah. And I was like, settle down. And next thing you know, I just kind of crumbled with my eyes closed. I'm like, that's the game. <laughs> and then you fell over your water and almost <laughs> tore your ACL. Basically, I uh, I recorded the uh, when they announced the Philly starting lineup, and at the end of the video, that there's like a guy, like a dad and his kid next to me. Yeah, he goes, "Where's Schwalbe?" And I'm like, "All right, well, thanks for ruining my video." Firstly, wish you would. He goes, "Where's Schwalbe?" I was like, "Capturing." Well, yeah. Um, as that as that play was unfolding to Marte getting out, I fell off my chair, landed on my smart water, <laughs> almost tore my ACL, and then some. But he gained um, a couple of brain cells. Yeah. Rob is just cursing on the store. <laughs> and my video cut off. I, we started jumping up and down. I'm, I'm recording. All of a sudden, I hear my, I feel my arm get grabbed. I'm like, is a Mets fan touching me? No, we're jumping up and down. Apparently, my fat thumb hit the stop button. Because at the end of the video, I'm like, oh, fuck it. And it cuts off. Yeah. And then throughout the game, any, and the Phillies, to their credit, had a tremendous, tremendous defensive game. As did and, the Mets. Uh, Lindor made a great play in short. Well, according to Keith Hernandez, they always do. Oh, yeah. But uh, because Keith Hernandez is, didn't want to pl- do any broadcasting for the Phillies because they don't play defense, any great defensive stuff for the Phillies, Rob would just scream out, Keith Hernandez! <laughs> Keith Hernandez! Yeah, there was the one double play where Hoskins tagged the guy and then the runner just stopped running. I believe Bowen made a really nice play. Um, Castellanos actually made a nice play in right. Um, After fumbling the first one. Yeah, yeah. Well, the one it can't. It, I don't think it would have been an out. But the fact that he broke in on a ball that hit the wall, 
That really confused me. You were tight. I was like, I'm going to fight this man. I can't watch them lose while I just wasted, you know, two hours driving to this damn place. Especially after that and then him striking out on a lone waist lighter, <sighs> as you he, called it in real time. He did get a hit, though. He um, did. He squeezed one in there. So it, um, last question, or last sequence of questions here. Yes. Uh, and then we'll pivot to something um, different. So firstly, would you go back? 1,000%. I it agree. Was great. Um, uh, where do you rank? So we've been to three stadiums. You may have been to more. Uh, at least no. baseball, anyway. I'm not going to count Wells Fargo. Um, and then when, when we eventually go to the Eagles game, I'm not going to count that either. Um, so, at, so uh, atmosphere, how would you rank them? Citizens Bank, Yankee, and um, City Field? Like fans? Because I, I, I think I have City one as well. City, Bank, and Yankee Stadium. I'm kind of... Um, I, I don't. I don't have a, a full snapshot of what the Yankees fans truly are because I went to a Red Sox game and then I went to an Astros game. The two teams they hate the most. So naturally, <laughs> they would be the vocal. And we, that Astros game was pretty hostile. So yeah. Uh, but I think the Mets fans really showed up and they were loud. I'm gonna go in that order. I'm gonna probably go City, Yankee, and uh, Citizens Bank. And then how would you rate the? Um, oh, we flip flop. Yeah, okay. The okay. Uh, the concessions between the three uh, the three stadiums. Concession for the two Mets. Mets, you can't mess with the tenders, so it's got to be Yankee City number two. And then, yeah, considering they gave me a free one liter, yeah. which I was very confused about. She goes, yeah, you're paying with MasterCard, you get a free liter of soda. I was like, I don't want a liter of soda. <laughs> and, like, just, and I think your girlfriend was like, just take it. It's free. It's it fairly, comes with it anyway. Yeah, but I still want my fountain drink. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to put Yankee third. I thought they were kind of lousy. Really? Uh, maybe on the, maybe it's because we weren't on the first level. First level probably has all the cool stuff. Oh, really? Like Citizens Bank, like Shake Shack is on the first level. But there's nowhere else in the stadium. Yeah. So I bet you the first level has like all the garlic fries and like the steak bites and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like the tacos and the sushi. But um, I was let Ooh, down, sushi. especially because there was only one ice cream place and the ice cream stopped working. That was tragic. So I wasn't thrilled with that. Um, and then enjoyability. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Uh, scenery between the three scenery? stadiums. This is where I uh, I may um, differ with you. Scenery has to be Yankee Stadium. I agree. That's just iconic. I love that you can see the city. Yes. And I love the I love the look of the stadium too. Mm-hmm. It's a cool and looking stadium. Second would be Citizens Bank for the same reason, but also yep. it's homey. It's a smaller park. The smallest of the three. Yeah, it's a park, whereas the other two are more, more stadium ish. Yeah. Uh, City Field was. I'm not saying we're not saying City Field was oh, bad. No. Not at it all. It was tremendous, but it was more blocked off in the outfield. You can barely see anything except for planes yeah, flying it, over. It was like it was like one of those bowl stadiums they have in college football, mm-hmm. like the Coliseum or um, uh, uh, what's the what's the place the Penn State uh, Beaver, where it's like or like the vet where it's completely closed off. I love yeah. when you can see from home plate the uh, like this like the city that you're in. The only thing we could see was uh, uh, like I ninety five signs or turnpike signs or whatever, and uh, and planes. Delta. I have a lot of videos of like the scoreboard and stuff where you can just see a plane flying through the screen. <laughs> there was like fifty three. I wonder what the uh, number of planes was that flew by because we're right next to uh, LaGuardia. Yeah, one of the bigger ones. But uh, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, very fun. Very uh, very yeah. fun. Next time we go, should we always be Phillies? Yes, <laughs> um, unless it's like. Mets like Padres. Now the one thing I did enjoy, uh, yes. and this is the last point I will make. During the seventh inning stretch, 
teams that have a two syllable name definitely benefit because when you get to the uh, root, root, root for the home team, you can just change it to root, root, root for the Phillies or root, root, root for the Yankees. You can't do that with the Mets. So they had to say home team, which makes them sound like children. So <laughs> I enjoyed that. Also, the entire uh, the entire stadium singing uh, Piano Man was interesting. That was pretty fun. That was cool. I, I don't know what that if that's like a thing they do, like the Sweet Caroline thing in Boston, but uh, I thought that was just like randomly kind of cool. And the final note, Met fans don't listen to their own, I guess, teams, like, I don't know, alert. Because it was a blackout <laughs> Friday night. Make sure you were black, and then it was a sea of white and blue. And a bunch of orange. Look like a bunch of traffic cones. <laughs> now, to their credit, they do have cool colors. But they when do. they're, they're literally the thing said blackout the boulevard, these fans have to know Friday is blackout night. And they came in white shirts. And everybody showed up at <laughs> Deltron and his, uh, his, his Chinese jersey. It had to be like a Kansas City Royals uh, Beltron 12 on the back and then a it, Mets front. It's exactly what it looked like. It was Royals in the back. Um, so they finished the series by losing on Sunday. It was a waste. Um, they take two out of three against um, the Reds. I'm not going to go into detail. Ball went boom on Tuesday. Ball went nowhere on Wednesday. And then uh, what's next? Glad you asked. They got four against the Mets here, which um, Syndergaard might be ducking them again. We'll get to that in a second. And then four against the Reds. So Noah Syndergaard, there's a doubleheader on Saturday. They play Friday. I'm sorry, doubleheader on Sunday. They play Saturday. One on no 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 I might be wrong. They play four games in three days. That's all I know. They have the off day on <laughs> Thursday. Uh, it's been a long twenty four yeah. hours. So they play one on Friday. They play two Saturday. I beg your pardon. And then they play one Sunday. Um, they're actually avoiding both Scherzer and Degrom, but uh, the Mets are avoiding uh, Syndergaard for the second time this year. Syndergaard was set to pitch on Sunday. He's going to be pushed back to Monday. Um, do you think he's ducking them for the second time? Yeah. Or are they just being careful with his uh, his arm coming off Tommy John? A little bit of both. But uh, also, I think, like you said, like you mentioned, I think that pitchers have a creature of habit. So I think he's just trying to get into the flow of things as he's the new acquisition on his days off, rest days, pitching, all that stuff. So yeah. they're working with him. But he did have a nice, well, I thought it was a nice ovation when he was <laughs> introduced. And he, said he booed. And he got booed mercifully. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. That was bad. I was clapping okay. well. Uh, so we're going to hope for the best with those two series. Hope that maybe they can win like six out of the eight. That's going to be a, a tall task, however. Um, but they are avoiding the two aces for the Mets. Hey, they didn't the get Mets, swept. Yeah, they the, the problem swept. is the Mets have a lot of pitching. Uh, they didn't get swept. It's weird because they lost the game I said they should win, and they won the game I thought they were going to lose. So uh, baseball is romantic sometimes. Yeah, right. All right let's move on to the Sixers. Uh, some important dates as the schedule has come out. Yes. Uh, opening night is going to be a Tuesday. That is uh, October 18th. They're in Boston. That's actually the first national TV game of the season in general. So Sixers-Boston, first game, and then Lakers-Warriors to close that night out. Uh, the home opener two nights later against Milwaukee. Uh, Christmas, they play in the Garden at noon. That is the first of like seven different – or like eight different sporting events on the same day because there's five basketball and I think three football. Let's so go. fun day. Um, ben 10 uh, will reportedly come home. Well, I mean, if he plays, he will be coming back November 22nd. That's actually going to be part of rivalry week in the NBA. They're Ooh. trying out this new concept. Um, I actually just saw this before we jumped on. Um, I thought this was cool. The NBA is implementing rivals week for next season, including 11 games from January 24th to 28th. So different time of the season. I'm sorry, but um you got Boston, Miami, Clippers, Lakers, Nets, Sixers, 
Grizzlies, Warriors, Bulls, Hornets, which is a weird one. Mavs, Suns, which is interesting. Grizzlies, Wolves, Raptors, Warriors, uh, which isn't really a rivalry. It's more of a rematch. Uh, <laughs> Nuggets, Sixers, which is kind of cool because you get the Jokic and Bead thing. Right. Knicks, Nets, Lakers, Celtics. So I think it's kind of cool. Um, what about you? I think it's pretty cool. It's something different. Of course, injuries and all that stuff have to come into play. I mean, I see you have also. I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but yep. no, I ahead. see that you have on December 9th, LeBron and the Lakers come to Philly the last time they did. Yeah. LeBron sat out. At so, the time before that, he tried to injure Embiid. So. Yeah, so, I mean, I like it. Something different. The NBA is always ahead of the curve of trying to you know do something different. They're very innovative. Very um, innovative. Because in a sport where it's kind of hard to be innovative. Can we try to bring a new crowd, too? Because, like, obviously rivalry sells. Yeah, they're very in tune. With, they're very in tune with their audience, I would say. And also, the best, I guess, matchup that you've just read off—it's got to be Suns and Mavs. Got to see Luca versus <laughs> Booker. Yeah. Well, I mean, Grizzlies Warriors is turning into like a weird Twitter beef. Uh, they play on Christmas tough, this year too. That's John that's Morant tough. pretending he wasn't, you know, growing up rich. Um, just to round out, uh, the Warriors come to Philly on twelve sixteen. Uh, Harden goes back to Houston on twelve five. Uh, he actually returns to Brooklyn on two eleven. Uh, they have the tough the uh, the West Coast trip is between January 14th and 21st. Dang. In that time frame, they play the Jazz, Lakers, Clippers, Blazers, and Kings. Uh, the All Star break will be from uh, February 20, uh, 17th to the 22nd, and the season ends 4-9 at Brooklyn, which is uh, ironically the weekend that I was in Brooklyn last year. So <laughs> uh, maybe I'll see Sixers Brooklyn on 4-9. Uh, maybe we will see Sixers Brooklyn on 4-9. Possibly, possibly. Uh, just don't park across the street from the stadium. You will wait two hours for your car. <laughs> Note it. <laughs> Trash. Um, out of all these, I'm looking forward for Harden in the Garden. I yeah, want to see I'm Magic again. To that Christmas game. I want to see that Christmas game. I want um, to go to that Christmas game, honestly. And then the second one would be nice to see him go back to Brooklyn. I want to see how he's received there. Yeah. And if Ben 10 plays with and Kevin Durant. That'll also be Durant's return to Brooklyn, too. Um Maxi facing his former team, the Sixers, after the trade happens. Come on. Please. Sixers-Boston opening night, it's not the same as it was a few years ago, Sixers-Boston, because Boston seems to be ahead of them. But I always want to beat the uh, the Celtics. And the and Bucks. stick it to Horford. Yeah, the bastard. And his sister. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's blow through the KD thing. Um, he wants to play for either the Sixers or the Celtics. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be possible for them to facilitate a trade. The Gobert trade set the market so weirdly because he got traded for so much that it's going to be impossible to top that. Uh, he was seen working out with Jason Tatum. He was also with James Harden. Um, he met with Josiah. This is this is old news now. We just didn't have a chance to talk about it. Yeah. He drew the line in the sand proverbially. Um, he said it's either Nash and Marks go or I go. And Josiah went on Twitter and was like, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're going to stick with Marks and Nash. And then um, my question is, what would he, what would a KD package even look like if you're the Sixers? Like, what would it even take? Multiple before, teams before Brooklyn even like even considers answering the phone. I mean, you're basically giving up your entire Geely farm, a your entire draft stock, and probably your top two best prospects that are yeah. on the main roster. Yeah. Remember the Paul and George trade team. Don't remember the Paul trade though. They killed just Alexander and uh, and other players in like seven years worth of first round picks, basically. Jesus, like four unprotected picks and like three swaps. That it, it would be more than that. And plus the salary dumps. Yeah, you have to, to figure out a way to match it. 
Yeah, it's just gonna be just insane. Um, how many years does he have left? At least one right now, right? I think he's got four. He just oh, signed an extension. Faulty? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he signed an extension. <sighs> Dude, what an idiot! I mean, <laughs> so I mean, the, the Nets can play hardball with him and just keep him there. He's gonna play. He loves basketball way too much to let business get in the way. I agree. And he can always do the whole uh, what you call it. What's his name out in Clipperland? Why? Mm-hmm. That guy. I forget his name. Kawhi. Yes. He can do a Kawhi. He can have that quote unquote injury. He sits out. Nobody knows. And that's how he sits out of the season on the quote unquote injury list or the whatever. <laughs> Elective surgery, the Nerlens Noel syndrome. Yes. And then that's if he plays with Kyrie. Let's see how that goes as well. If Kyrie isn't a Laker by then. See yeah. how they, those two mesh because clearly they, they don't get along or, or they can't really be playing together because one is basically absent half the season. So, eh. Yeah. I, Do you think they will be on the Nets opening night? Yes. I agree. Yeah, it's too close to the season right now. It's like two months away. Yeah. I, it, I don't see it. It's a weird spot. Do you think Kyrie gets traded at all this season? Yes. Do you think I, Kevin Durant gets traded at all this season? No. It's his his package is way too much. Pause. Pause. Uh, Where do you think uh, Kyrie ends up? Lakerland. Too much smoke for there not to be fire, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And if it's not Lakerland, it's uh, definitely a team where he's just there to finish the season, then goes to the Lakers eventually. Think there's a chance he goes back to Cleveland? No, no shot. No shot. Think there's a chance LeBron ever goes back to Cleveland? Yeah, for a one day retirement. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about it. Do you think he retires at Cavs? Yeah. He should. I think so too. I think he would too. If not, I mean, whatever. He's just more of a POS. Nothing think. that matters. He's going to be like the first player to ever have his. Well, aside from like the guys who, like the Wayne Gretzky's of the world that are retired by everybody, he might be the yeah. first player to have his retired, his number retired by three different teams. Possibly. And possibly get two different numbers retired on the I same team the Lakers. That. And uh, what do you call it? How would that work? How would that work? Because Davis wore 23 and LeBron also wore 23. Will they just retire for both of them? Nah. Or would they just say that Davis is 23 and LeBron's six? Six. Yeah. Same thing with Miami. Miami would be number six as well. Yeah. Did Uh, you like that when he he took six? Yeah, it was different. I agree. For sure. I don't know the meaning why he took six. Well, 23 was retired for Jordan, even though he never played for Miami, which is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. What I'm saying is, like, I don't know why he landed on six of all the numbers. It's Maybe probably something you know. two, two times three. I don't know. Well, I mean, Harper, oh, actually, Harper, I know why. Harper could win six. Oh, Maybe want to win six rings. Yeah, <laughs> not not one, not two, not three, et cetera, et cetera. But six. It's like the, six. Yeah. Eh. But uh, what do you think? You think Kyrie's going to also play as a net, or he'll be? I think Kyrie. Eventually? I think Kyrie's going to be a good soldier this year. Um, I think he realizes the only way to get that big contract is to play and show that he can play. Did yeah. you see the report that he, um, his agency's um, trying to negotiate a deal that would, that would, it's late, um, that would have a clause that he doesn't need to play more than 60 games or something like that? Who would? And what, he does, what? doesn't need to play like back-to-backs or something. I, I forget what the, the clause was, but it basically was like he's going to be a part-time player. What, what business, what team would sign off on that? I guess... Well, I answer my own question. Maybe like a desperate team or like, you know, OKC to get some seats in the, some butts in the seats. But 
Like, who would sign off on that? No. I, I don't know. You're a professional. Get out. Yeah, there. I, th- I thought the same thing. Maybe an OKC or a team that needs, you know, to sell tickets like Washington. But even then, you're just wasting your money. Yeah. That's if he wants to even play, too, on top of that. They're going to come out in half and kind he of dog it, it then. Yeah. I think Durant, um, for all, all of the criticism we can give him, there's never been a doubt that he just like legitimately just like loves basketball. Yeah. Like there's a video of him just like on like the street at someone's like block party and he's like getting up shots. Like the dude just loves the game of basketball. Um, so I, I, I will say, I don't think Kyrie gets moved. I don't think Durant gets moved. I think if Durant gets moved, it's next off season. I think Kyrie, this is his final year in Brooklyn, even if they, they can win a championship and I think it's still leave. Yeah, I agree with that. I can see that happening. And if it's a bad news bear, if it's really that bad, I think they're going to trade Kyrie. If it's really bad before the, Could season, be. the trade line line. It's hard to get rentals in the NBA because the, the salary thing is so hard to match. And especially when you get a max guy, it's like, all right, well, I'm going to trade you my underwhelming max guy or my max guy plus. So, um, Switching gears. Real quick, we're going to go to the gridiron. Um, if, you, if you've been with us from the start, and we <laughs> do appreciate you if you have, um, first of all, we're coming up on roughly a year. Um, I was trying to find the exact day that we, uh, that like the genesis of this podcast was, uh, like where it was like when it happened, I can't find it. Um, I'm looking on my Instagram stories cause I know I put something on there last August and you did the same where we polled everybody asking for the name. Yes. <laughs> I think we're coming up on a year. Actually, would you believe it? August 18th last year. Help us choose a podcast name. 11.45 p.m. Uh, PA Turnpot actually lost the vote. And uh, I was in favor of it. You were in favor of technically flagrant. And um, People all, of a sudden we, all of a sudden we flipped. I was like, you know, I actually kind of like the flagrant thing. And you were like, actually, the Turnpot is not bad. And then we made a logo. And the rest is history. And now but, we're 66 uh, episodes in. And we yeah. didn't stop at 10. So 52 weeks put out 66 that's uh one point like one five a week um the reason i bring this up is anybody that listened to episode one um episode one was not an introduction it was a baptism by fire which is one of my favorite uh sayings um we really it was our nfl anthology episode (laughs) go back in the archives if you really love us you'll listen to it um there's some good stuff in there i think we were definitely trying to gain our footing um you had the experience i did not so you came off sounding good i came up sounding like a dunce <laughs> and now the rules have been reversed i'm the dunce and you if are you, if, if you took a shot every time i interrupted you in that episode you'd be inebriated by 30 minutes in and here i am now just trying to you know ride the ride the wave when you are out on vacation <laughs> in an undisclosed location i'm taking the reins oh it, it's as disclosed as possible because i've only ever been to one place <laughs> I'm no not here just to assume I'm just assume I'm in Wildwood or I'm dead <laughs> or I'm at work. <laughs> I offered that. to call in from the pool. I don't you know did. how that would have sounded. We were playing Marco Polo with uh with a uh, special needs kid, which was fun. That's fun. <laughs> but I don't I, remember it, but I, I was told that's what we did. <laughs> I think you lost. <laughs> There's a lot I don't remember from that weekend, but um so the uh what I'm getting at here as I uh my roundabout way of speaking is always before Joel reels me back in and uh, <laughs> tells me to shut the hell up. Uh, the next couple of weeks, we're going to actually spread out our NFL preview stuff. 
we so learned. last year we uh, it's, oh, i don't know so you you definitely had more um experience than i did i was mm. like we don't have enough going on like we need like more stuff what happens if there's like dead air so we have like 38 segments and it winds up going uh coincidentally it wasn't even the longest episode i think the second one was longer the sycamore yeah. stuff um <laughs> sycamore. that was two and a half hours the first one was like maybe an hour 45 Probably the best but, uh, hour we, of all time uh, yeah it definitely <laughs> was the uh well the <laughs> that and the phillies funeral was pretty funny um uh, and uh, I think you put my dog's face on the uh, the commissioner of the MLB with the uh, the Braves trophy. <laughs> yes. And instead of World Series champions, it was our logo. Um, so the beginning of um, the podcast, we did uh, NFL preview. So what, what, we're, what we're going to do is over the next few weeks, so um, starting today and then going next week and the, and the following week, we're going to rank the top 10 players at th- uh, a couple different positions, offensive positions. So we did quarterbacks already, uh, one through 32. We're not going to do that. But we're going to do tight ends, wide receivers, and running backs in whatever order we feel like it. This week, tight end made sense because uh, we looked at an Instagram post and like really disagreed with it. Yeah. So it kind of naturally flowed. Um, so next week, um, we're going to do the Eagles outlook. Um, just kind of like preview the season as best we can. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to look at the schedule, do the win-loss thing, which we did last year. I think you actually were closer to what I – I think I had him winning like seven games. You had him winning like 14 Yes, you, were, you were actually like technically closer <laughs> than yeah, the way they go 10 and seven or nine and eight. Um, and then we're going to do the, uh, the, the couple of players that will surprise a couple of players that will disappoint. We'll, we'll compare it to what we did last year. Um, two weeks from now, we're uh, provided. Everything goes well, everything's subject to change. We're going to do the over under draft. We're going to do the playoff teams. And then the following week, we will predict awards, Super Bowl prediction and week one preview, which is going to be the, uh, the week of, the opening night with the, uh, the Bills and the Rams. So I'm busy week that week as well as we will be at the, uh, the Philly game on the 8th. So we won't be able to record on opening night. Uh, we're looking at having guests on. Uh, I know you have uh, some connections. I have a few people that are actually interested as well. Um, my people don't all watch football though. So I don't know how that ties into uh, what we're going for here. Keep in mind the pennant race will be heating up in baseball. Sixers will be kind of ramping up. Durant will be here. Um, Flyers, and Flyers will be flying John, high. John Tortilla, John Tortilla will be uh, screaming at the young guys. So we will have plenty to talk about. We may go back to the two a week um, Probably, thing. Yeah. This is almost kind of a, uh, a trial run tonight, considering it's eleven and, or it's one in the morning now. But uh, that was uh, some of the most fun I had was uh, preparing because it felt like fun work, you know, prepping and everything, and then, and then tracking the it all week. Yes, losing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, get my butt kicked every week. It was fun. Looking yeah. forward to that. And if we do have guests, it'll make it even more fun. Um, but that's sure. our that's our outlook for the next few weeks. Um, we're gonna do the scramble, and then we're gonna do our wins and losses, and then we're gonna do a top ten. We're gonna get you guys out of here. Um, there are two things that we don't have on the scramble. Um, you had one of them you wanted to talk about, and then I had the other, which I forgot. Did I? Um, I don't remember. You had the uh, the the Padres play. Ah. Uh. You wanted to talk about the Padres play, and I forgot what I was bomb. going to ask. All right, this bomb. All right, let's just do the scrabble real quick. Yes. Um, I'll, I'll kick it off with the the Padres because that's on my mind fresh. Yeah. Ready, set, and go. Um, cool. The Padres. I don't know who they fought. I think they got the Dodgers. I don't know what team. Uh, Marlins. Marlins. Someone hit a shot out to left field. 
Prefor, the left fielder for the Padres, catches the ball. Pivotal game, they were losing. And then whoever hit the ball round second, and then he looks at him and says, go on a third, try me. And he launches it to third base, and it's safe. So essentially this guy got a triple, a free triple. Yeah, it's Miguel then, Rojas from, then, uh, from John Boy. And then scores, I believe, on the next play or whatever. Made it 3 nothing. And then Machado, Musgrove, and Soto, when they went back to the dugout, basically pressed him and like, dude, what are you doing? This is not yeah, like, not cool. But yeah, that was the dumbest thing. That's probably the L of the week, honestly. But yeah, yeah, that's up there for sure. I thought it was so stupid and so childish. Profar's been around for almost ten years now, so I would I'd probably sit him for the rest of the game and probably the next game. I think you got to make a make an example out of that. I think I think genuinely, genuinely, somebody that does that will probably understand how stupid it was. But even if he got him time, out. You can't. That, that's that. not. That's not a very good way to go about it. Um, Bill Russell's number six will be retired league wide. Do you like this idea? Does it set a dangerous precedent? Do you think it sets a good precedent? A dangerous precedent for the uh, the elderly <laughs> to pass. Yeah. Nah. Um, yeah, I like it. I don't mind it. Bill Russell was a legend, honestly. He was. I don't think he is a uh, the the guy that you want to retire the number of if if they want to do it for Kobe or Jordan or LeBron I'd be fine with it or even Wilt but, but Bill Bill. Russell because he died doesn't mean you have to retire his number um, uh, number six well that's another thing we were just talking about number six I mean LeBron's number six is basically kind of useless at this point yeah so he'll be grandfathered in as will anybody else that wears six but I mean so many teams already have six retired there is no six here I mean Dr. J's number six is retired yeah all right. Um, here we go. Did the Padres miscalculate their chances of winning a title this season? They began one and five in the Soto era, and Josh Hader blew his first save opportunity. I mean, Admit- yes. <laughs> Admittedly, I did not edit this off of the rundown. I don't know what their record is now. <laughs> I would imagine it's a little bit better, but they got swept by the Dodgers. I think they they're going more for the long term window, the next mm-hmm. couple of years, versus just the one little quick shot. What do you think? I think so too. I mean, it's all these new teammates coming in. You don't expect. It's very hard to just go in, gel, and then go and win a title. It takes some yeah. time to get that camaraderie, especially baseball. Even though baseball is a collection of parts, if you're a collection of parts, you're not going to be successful unless you're a team. Yeah. Um, the Little League World Series is on. Do you enjoy watching it? And what are your thoughts on it as a whole? I didn't even know it was on, so that kind of yeah. answers all that. <laughs> but uh, my thoughts on it as a whole, I don't mind it. I like it. I don't like that it's on TV. Just it just kind of kills programming for me. But I don't yeah. watch TV anyway. So yeah, Fireman and I were talking about it this morning. We hate the um, the fact that it's not like baseball. Baseball. When I was a kid, I I liked it. Then I got out of it. Now I'm back. Then I was back into it. Now I'm kind of back out on it. You can't. They, you can't take a lead. You have to wait till the catcher has the ball to steal. Pitchers don't pitch from the stretch, and the the mound is too close. That's why these guys are dominating. So, I'd like to see some reform. Ah, that's weak. All right, uh, Jimmy Rollins made a comment about attendance at Philly's game. Quote, too many empty seats, unquote, said the former MVP. Thoughts? Agreed. Oh, yeah. Every time we've gone yeah. to the Philly fans, except for that one time, it's kind of been empty, especially yeah. in that left field, left, like third baseline, yeah. left field corner. It's kind of empty. Yeah, I've only been to one good game that was uh, sold out, and that was the Cardinals game on July 3rd when they won on a Sunday night. I think part of that was to see Pujols and part of it was just, it's July 4th weekend. There's fireworks. Fireworks. Um, John Borick from NBC was actually sitting in front of me. Jesus. Um, was he? Yeah. Uh, did you watch the, uh, the field of dreams game between the Cubs and the Reds? No. Is it because it was the Cubs and the Reds? 
Because of that work. <laughs> they lost half their viewership from last year in that game. What? Yep. Oh, because of the blackouts? Because it was the Cubs and the Reds and not uh, the Yankees <laughs> and White Sox. Oh, my God. Um, to run off the rest of the uh, scramble, sparked by the Jalen Hurts play, <laughs> would you even start your regulars in the preseason? If I have nothing that I need to see from them, no. Um, not that Hurts is like an established veteran, but that play was kind of dirty. Uh, Sirianni was pissed. Uh, no re- no reason to see my regulars get hurt. Yeah, for full context, uh, he was running out of bounds. He was... I think we saw it while we were at City Field, mind you. Yeah, we were on Twitter. And he was already out of bounds, and then this idiot Jets Jets lineman just comes in and just plows Jalen Hurts into the next row. Yeah, luckily he was okay, but uh, Salah was jumping up and down. Sirianni cursed at him. Um, Somebody wanted to fight him, too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Should teams stop doing joint training camp practices? The reason I ask is today a young lady injured her foot at the Panthers and Patriots practice because another fight broke out two days in a row now. Christian McCaffrey got planted on his butt. There was some pushing and shoving. A bunch of crap happened. Is this good for the sport or bad for the sport? Well, it's, these donkeys fans shouldn't even be there that close. A, B, joint practice is stupid, especially if you're going to face them. It's just dumb. I don't know. I don't, I've never liked it. I'm not a huge fan of it either. I, I kind of thought it was cool at first, but now I think it's kind of silly. It's just it's just adding the fourth preseason game back in, basically. Honestly, that's what, that's that's basically it, is. what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the last one, how long after the sell-by date will you consume food from the supermarket? Because Rob apparently had some dumplings that said 8.15 and still ate them on the 17th two days later. Thoughts? So if you sell it by a certain date, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to consume it by that date, right? Yeah, true, because it says sell by this date. I give it like three days. Or I bought it. What about you? Depends what it is, too. It depends it's sushi, what it is. then the day of is like almost half to true. Yeah. Um, like if it's milk, smell it. Look at yeah. the texture when you pour it into the bowl. Stuff like that. You just give it the eyeball test. Give it a whiff. But more times than none, men will just kind of just go along with it women will just chuck it in the trash the day before it's like the speed limit it's a suggestion yeah like 65 sell, is the best way but no yeah, sell, by, sell by does not equal um best buy because <laughs> they, they, you can sell something by a certain date if it's not consumed yet then i don't know it's silly well also best buy is the store so that's a good point all right uh, that was the four minute scramble but it was uh, elongated by a, a couple Derek barnett penalties to extend the drive um, oh my God! Please end that now. That's another thing that reminds me. Uh, he was in a fight too, wasn't he? With no. um, with uh, what's his name? Who's the backup tackle? Uh, the tackle that was rumored to get traded to Cleveland. Um, Hillard. Yes, 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 yes. He was yes, in yes, uh, yes. a little bit of a shoving match with them. Yes, 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 yes. Typical. Uh, <laughs> it's always him. That's another. But that, I was just gonna go a different route with the penalties. A, I don't want to see that from the Phillies. I mean, the Eagles too much. But B, did you see in the first preseason game for the Cowboys, they committed so much penalties, and that I was their not. biggest thing. I think they committed. I won't even budge the number. It was like an extraordinary high number. Do they still have, have the? Uh, they still have the guy that's um, that's still living off the Rogers ring. Uh, what's that guy's <laughs> name? Was the, they still have that coach? Uh, I don't uh, think so. Uh, McCarthy. Yes, they do. 
Uh, he's like the Doc Rivers of football. Wins one ring because he's got the best player in the world and then uh, lives on it, lives it, lives off of it forever. Um, Dude, they committed so many penalties, and you would think that that was like the, the number one focus heading into the off season this season after the playoff uh, loss to what you call it? I think the Forty ers Yep, back in January, yeah. and they still they lost basically seven of seventeen against. Here it is. They were penalized 17 times in the preseason against the Broncos and lost by 10. That's so sad. They had 14 in the wild card loss against San Francisco. So you'd think they would be better, if, but if anything, they were worse. But uh, I digress. Um, wins and losses. And then yep. we get to the top 10 tight ends. Yes, and then I'm going to shorten, shorten my list just out of uh, just out of respect for people's ears. Um, <laughs> top five. Uh, my wins and losses. I mean, oh. so I'm gonna short, I'm gonna I'm gonna go three and three, three uh, one, three for one, three for the other. How I have you? looks like I have just two wins, one loss. Okay. Uh, would you like to leave with your loss just in case I have it as well? Sure. Uh, prior to hopping on NBA Central on Twitter, had LeBron James privately, adamantly trying to get. A trade for Kyrie Irving still to this day. That's a loss. LeBron, just cool your horses. Stop being GM LeBron. You're just making things worse. Just yeah, go, let it be. Go miss the playoffs again. There's a reason good players don't make good GMs. Bad yeah. players make good GMs. Look at Michael. James Jones in Phoenix. Um, I lost it, but uh, a, a team in uh, like one of those little pickup basketball leagues that some of the pros play in. Yeah. Uh, Julius Randle and um, Jalen Brunson were on a team, and they lost to a team full of players that are not actually NFL uh, NBA players. Guys, <laughs> it just worked nine to fives. Um, that's L number one. Uh, MLB blackout rules are gonna be number two for me. Um, the Iowa game was blacked out in six um, states, Yeesh. even though Iowa doesn't have any MLB teams, and uh, that was a Field of Dreams game. And then Jake Paul is my third L. Um, did what you see happened? him trying to hit a baseball the other day? Ball, yes. Have you ever seen? Uh, <laughs> you ever seen Helen Keller swing a baseball bat? Because she would probably have a better chance to hit the ball than Jake Paul did. That was rough. Not an athlete. Rough. Stick to podcasting. No, I don't know if it was a machine. Or is that the other one? A machine or uh, someone actually throwing the baseball? But either way, he didn't look good at all. Hand-eye coordination is not for him on that one. It was rough. Helen Keller. <laughs> is he the boxer or the other uh, podcast guy? Uh, Boxer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at least he's got that. Yeah. Right, how many Ws do you have? He's supposed to face Andrew Tate, apparently. Oh. Who's that? <sighs> what color is your Bugatti? Uh, uh, some guy out in Romania. No, um, I have three dubs. No, oh, two dubs. Two, three dubs. Oh, I have three. No, wait. I have three dubs, actually. Never mind. Uh, my first up, fan trolling Ben Simmons at some sugar candy spot, calling him Russell 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 Westbrook because Russell Westbrook can't shoot, and the guys kept saying it. And Ben Simmons and his two bodyguards were like, "Hey, stop playing, man! Stop playing! Get out of here!" I think that was pretty funny. Ben Ten now here getting trolled early. Yeah. Uh, my number one L uh, W is going to be uh, Jimmy Lewis, minor league player for the Mets. 
Uh, so Brett Beatty was called up, top mm-hmm. prospect for the Mets. Um, this guy, Jimmy, tweeted, or um, put it on his Instagram story, a screenshot. Brett Beatty texted him saying, hey, I'm going to the major leagues. Brett Beatty hit a home run on his first swing in the big leagues today. Awesome. So good for him. Sucks that he's a man, but good for him. <laughs> Reminds me of Derek Hall when he got called up. Yeah. He hit two home runs on his debut. Yeah, crazy guy. Oh, my gosh. Uh, number two. Phillies broadcast is now using a Keith Hernandez approved graphic for any good <laughs> defense plays for the Phillies. Great touch. Great That's touch. Funny. They should um, do it more often when they play the Mets. Apparently the Mets have something similar on theirs. Anytime Buck Showalter gets mad, they show like fire shooting out of his head. Um, number the guy two for me. Yeah. Number two for me, 15 years ago today or 15 years ago on Thursday or Wednesday, Superbad was released. No shit. Really? Yeah, I was just talking about Superbad with one of my coworkers, too. <sighs> it's one of those movie. movies. I think we were talking about it, too. It's one of those movies that when it's on, you kind of have to stop and just watch at least a little bit of it. It's that and The Town for me. If you ever watch The Town, it's such a good movie. I've never seen that, but um, I've heard about it. Good, good movie. Every time it's on TV, uh, I just kind of stop and stare and watch. It just, without fail. And uh, number three. I'd like to set this up. That your 2022 champions, the Philadelphia <laughs> Wolves, 13 and 0, number one seed, oh, are the champions. Good for you, Rob. They Thank win you. the series two nothing. Thank you. I get to uh, I get to hold the uh, the trophy. Take it away. Uh, it smells like sweat and uh, <laughs> and and champagne. So it's like the Stanley Cup, basically. Except we don't all get a day with it. <laughs> it's also missing so it has a nameplate on it and it has like oh, MVP yeah, it has like MVP Cy Young um, like Gold Glove and like Champions they just like gave up on updating it ever uh, after 2018 I guess because nothing nothing on there from uh, 19, 20 or 21 now how did how did it feel as the Philadelphia Wolves beating the Kansas City Royals <laughs> I mean we probably could beat the Kansas City Royals the way they're uh, the way they're built right now <laughs> Oh, yes. Congratulations, hard fun, sir. Hard fun win. Thank you. Uh, it's nice to finally get one. We uh, we played in a league from uh, from 15 to 19 that was uh, very difficult to win in because of the ringers and the, the cheating. Mm-hmm. Uh, left because of COVID and then uh, played last year in the fall. Fall didn't work out the way we had hoped. Joined a league this year that, I mean, truthfully, we were the best team on paper from the get-go. So at least finally the... Uh, things went according to plan so it's nice to win one i think i think you guys were gonna win it all once i saw the cameo from, uh yes uh, yeah, i got tom mccarthy to announce our all-stars yeah so once i saw that i was like ah oh, he gave you your blessings he gave yeah, you guys the, uh, a farewell there naturally so I, when i typed out the names for that i typed out a uh, phonetic pronunciation for everybody except one and he fucking said the the one that i didn't type out i thought it was an easy name it was leto l-e-t-o he spe- he says it wrong what did he say leto or leto leto i'm like the one name i don't phonetically tell him to do now i feel like a jerk jared leto i also i, I tweeted so i run the, the wolves twitter account at at phil wolves if anybody wants to follow it mm-hmm. uh, i tweeted out like oh congrats to our 2022 like roster and i just completely forgot to put one dude on it and he got pissed and i was like you know what my bad so i had to <laughs> pander to him a minute or two after go oh, like congrats for mvp candidates and i put that guy's name on there so 
he's not listening um but oh. if he is i apologize uh, you know who you are i won't say it out loud because i don't want to embarrass you um my third w is the lehigh valley iron pigs phillies triple a affiliate oh. um so after the report came out that the player that used to play for the sixers left his brooklyn nets group chat <laughs> yeah um, somebody hit a home run for the uh the iron pigs on uh the 9th of august and they tweeted the ball left the yard quicker than so-and-so in a group chat and uh <laughs> it went viral that's such a good line oh, ben ben 10 is just having a rough rough couple of years yeah yeah uh hopefully if he is dealing with mental obstacles he's uh able to figure it out oh for sure all right top 10 top 10 tight ends dun 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 again again this was birth because a we did quarterbacks two weeks ago well two and three weeks ago top 32 we're not doing the top 32 we're doing the top 10 and also an instagram post of the fantasy football top 10 tight ends and we saw the list and questionable questionable to say the least right rob yes so we're gonna go no like we normally do 10 10 9 9 8 8 back and forth alternating so uh you want to kick it off or you want me to kick it off um actually i do have one, one honorable Ooh. One, uh, logan one. yeah logan thomas of the commanders uh fantastic injury prone former quarterback but yes i agree um I'll, I'll kick it off normally you kick it off i don't mind kicking it off this time um, but especially considering we may have a similar top three. Um, so I elected to receive. Yes. You deferred to the second half. Yes. Um, so my number 10, and I think one through five is going to be pretty much the same. Six through 10, we're going to have some variants. Number 10 for me is Noah Fant, uh, now on the Seattle Seahawks, formerly a Bronco. I think his production will fall, but he's still a very talented guy. And he's basically a receiver just in a tight end body. Not bad. Full disclosure, though. On my end, anyway. Have those names on that list. I had no idea it played for the league. I couldn't <laughs> even... And I've never seen Kyle Pitts play, but I know that he's good, so I have him on my list. Yeah. But Kyle Pitts is a local guy, too, I think. Yeah. But that young gentleman that you just mentioned didn't know he existed on this team before today. Uh, so he was an Iowa tight end. Iowa just churns out tight ends between him, Hawkinson, and um, and uh, Kittle. So. And offensive linemen. <laughs> You'll, it, when uh, when the Seahawks play, if you happen to catch any of it, I know you work on Sundays currently. Yeah. Um, if, if your schedule changes or anything, um, Seahawks uh, fan is a difference maker. Really? Okay. Yeah, he's a good player. At least in my opinion. My humble, incorrect, usually, opinion. Well, if I have fantasy football, I might have him as a backup tight end if I'm that poor. He's not a bad option, honestly. If he gets me good points. Um, my number 10 will surprise you. Dolphins tight end Mike Jaseski, I believe. As a, as Fireman Joe's fantasy team name last year, Big Dicky Kasiki. Uh, Mike Kasiki, the Penn State product. <laughs> oh man, um, he's been to his number one target or safety blanket for sure. Yeah. And a couple couple of games I've watched, he can turn it up. He's like a Mark Andrews, but very not on that level. But he can change the game once he gets. Free, obviously, and open. Oh yeah, he's he's a good player. That's if Tua doesn't throw it into the stands. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> you know how yeah. when you try to pin the team deep in their own end, you try to punt it out of bounds. Yeah, that's Tua, but he's dropping back and trying to hit a uh, Tyree Kill in an out route. Um, I was talking to my coworker real quick, 
Yeah. Will Tua be there next year? Yes. If, I feel like I, th- I like think he'll be good enough this year with Hill that he'll figure it out. I feel like they're um, going to drop the quarterback or trade for a future Hall of Famer. I wonder how much longer it's going to haunt them if they didn't take Justin Herbert. <laughs> Probably <laughs> forever, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Once he burns uh, him. What are we on, number nine? Yeah. Uh, Dawson Knox from the Bills. Ooh. I like his game. Uh, he, he did kind of fall off a little bit ever since his first year. Mm-hmm. But with Josh Allen and all those weapons on the team, I mean, it's hard to uh, hard to knock him. Okay. At least he's in the top ten. Uh, number nine for me is Eagles, Dallas Goddard. Okay. I He's, as of late, I'm just going off of what I've seen. He needs to be aggressive. He needs to be, like I said this last week or the week before, he needs to be like Zach Ertz. Command the ball. Be the big presence. Be the big target. He's a big body. He's got to catch the ball. Yeah, and we got to get rid of the drops. He's, he had him a couple of years ago. He had a little bit of it last year. Yeah. Uh, the good he's thing with insane. him, good thing with him is he can run with the ball in his hands. Ertz never really did that. So Goddard has that kind of in his uh, his bag of tricks. Dude, Ertz running with the ball is like slow motion in, the, in quicksand. It's, it's rough. It's like a uh, shooting star. Uh, number eight for me is TJ Hawkinson from Same. the Detroit Lions. Same. Okay. Yeah, he, he was good as a rookie, and Very then kind of slowed rookie. down, and then uh, Goff happened, and then he, I don't know. We'll see what happens this year. That's so mean. Goff happened. And, uh, dropped his production. While um, we're uh, while we're moving along, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, if I, can, if, I don't remember, if I remember correctly, he was pretty good in fantasy as well. Like He yeah. wasn't blowing the doors off, but consistently, he was like their number one target, and he was just the tight end. Yeah. Um, while we're on the uh, while we're kind of moving briskly, uh, Goddard is my seven. Ooh, okay, that's not bad. Uh, number seven, the rival, Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys. Okay. That dude, very good, very good. How much of that is Dak, and how much of it is him? Because I think it's more him than people realize. It is more him for sure. Dak obviously will throw it. It's a safety blanket. Dak had the other guy, the future Hall of Famer. Yeah, Jason Witten forever. Yeah, Jason, yeah forever. By the way, how weird was it that Witten retired, came back, and then left as a free agent? <laughs> going to the Raiders of all teams. Yeah, I was going to say the Raiders. Yeah, yeah that was weird. weird. That was like Tony Parker in the uh, in, on the Hornets, kind of weird. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. I, at that Very point, go. But hey, yeah. you kind of when you really hang it up, I think yeah. you've really hung it up now. Ryan Howard on the Braves. Uh, Schultz is my number six. Okay. Uh, remember, and, remember, there was a, at a time it was uh, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Schultz or is it going to be Jarwin? And it wound up obviously being Schultz. Jarwin wasn't the, bad though. Was it last year? It might have been the first episode of the pod. I think you were talking about Schultz. You were talking about no longer having Witten. And you know, this is the guy now. Schultz is the guy. Yeah. And I picked him in my fantasy, and he was pretty good. Uh, number six for me is Dawson Knox. I like his game, and. He can catch a touchdown pretty much every game if he wanted to. And Josh Allen is just a freak. He's just going to make it better. Yeah, and Josh Allen's only going to help make him look better, too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, number five for me is Kyle Pitts, the local product. Same. No, that's number, my yeah. number five. I, I'm kind of with you. It, it, it's rare that I see him play. I saw him play against the Eagles, and I saw him play a good bit in college. College, he really just looked like an oversized receiver, which um, is going to kind of – I think the comparison is to Darren Waller or Apt. Because Waller literally was a receiver and he was too big and he just moved to tight end. But Pitts is a, a pretty interesting player. I'm interested to see how Mariota distributes to him. 
Uh, Matt Ryan, even at his uh, at his current state, was a, a still a very cerebral, very good quarterback that could get the ball to his guys. I wonder if his production falls a little bit with Mariota versus uh, what it was with Car. Um, I'm sorry, with uh, Matt Ryan. I mean, a mobile quarterback would help. Yeah, big body he can run now. Be free, he can find a mismatch at a linebacker and go to town. The yak. Uh, number four for me. This was tough. This was tough for me. George Kittle. Ooh, okay. Number four. I have Mark Andrews number four. Whoa. Mm, I'm curious to hear that. But uh, yeah. I think, I think the other three are just better. George Kittle, he's great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I feel like he falls off in some of those big games. He'll have yeah. like one. Granted, that's probably their best defender is on him. Yeah, he he did have the one big play in um in, in twenty nineteen against the Saints. I believe it was an overtime to set them up for some points, mm-hmm. and it wound up winning them a home field for the rest of the playoffs. But uh, kill yeah, yeah, not wrong. I'm wrong. I am out of that. But uh, why Mark Andrews there? Not, not, uh, not, I, I just think I just truly wrong. think the other three are better. Just flat uh, out. Yeah, my number three is Waller, and I think he's the best pure pass catcher at the tight end position. I think he's the best athlete at the tight end position, too. I mean, Pets maybe is going to fall uh, past him, but Waller is exceptional. Sensational. That's my number three I, as well. Huge fan. Oh, we're big fans of the Dan Waller. Everybody knows we're, cl- we're closet uh, Raider fans <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> if the Raiders come to the link, uh, I'm going to have like half, yeah. half Waller, half Smith uh, jersey on. Plus, his story is inspirational. I know he kind of made mistakes, and you don't want to, like, just all of a sudden, you know, brush mistakes under the rug. But for him to turn his life around, being suspended by the NFL for substance abuse, getting an opportunity with the Raiders, uh, Gruden, for all the bad things you can say about him, he is partially responsible for Waller's um, resurrection in the NFL. And I have I have Waller at three because for all the things you've mentioned, but also game changer because when he's on the field, that team is looks different. It's more running, yeah. And you have to rely on uh, Renfro and the other guys. Now you have Devontae Adams, which would be nice. But and Matt Collins and Matt Collins. But uh, like with George Kittle, when he was out or he was injured, you had Debo Samuels and you had the other wide out that I can't really remember his name. Ayuk. Uh, Ayuk. That's what it was. So I mean, they could still go with it, and the running yep. game was sensational for the 49ers. Always 49ers. But uh. The Raiders, you could tell Matt uh, Derek Carr was like, "All right, my big boy's not there. I gotta, I gotta figure something and, out here." And Runfro was getting double covered, triple covered at times. So it was like, "Ah, all right." But yeah, Darren Waller number number three. So number uh, two, number two, I have Kittle. Okay, Kittle. All right, I just think he, he's the he's the king of yak. King of yak. Oh yeah, yeah. that's a big boy. And then obviously my number two is Mark Andrews. Then. Uh, he changes the game for that Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, offense. you're a little higher than him than I am. I, I, I see it, though. Because Jackson, he can do everything with his legs, but that's Jackson's number one target. Not Hollywood Brown, not anybody else you can think of out there. It's Mark Andrews. He can change the yeah. game when healthy out there. And then obviously it, our number one. Uh, Jason Kelsey's brother. Jason Kelsey's brother. Travis. Travis. Just, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens this year with more attention being paid to him. On and, defense by by other teams, so we'll see if he can 
pull away without having uh, Tyreek Hill or if he falters without having Tyreek Hill? If he pulls away without Tyreek Hill, it's got to be a lock, right? Hall yeah. of Famer? I think he's probably going to shatter right anyway. Interesting, neither of us had Zach Ertz on our list. Uh, Pat Fryer with another guy that missed. Um, Hunter Henry, I think, was one of the names I saw. Hunter Henry was up there as well. I, I, some, of the, some of these guys I don't really care for. but CJ Uzoma is number 30 after going to the Jets. He I thought was, that was he disrespectful. Was at the Bengals. I thought that was disrespectful. Yeah, that's probably the one that he, like, he's really better than that. Oh, yeah, he's sure. 20. He's like 20 at worst. Late. Or 20, 20 at best. Probably like 25 at worst. 17 to 25, I would have him somewhere in that range. Yeah. Zach Ertz, I probably would have him at 13. He's just falling off. And that's due to Carson Wentz basically throwing it down the middle of the field and letting him just get teed off. Yeah, will. killing the guy. Yeah. I can't wait to see Carson Wentz just fail for Heineke to get the job back. That'll probably be my Super Bowl. But uh, but this is it. This has been the PA Turnpot. Uh, episode 66, I believe. Yeah. We did the best we could to blend uh, our plan from last week with our current plan this week. We hope everybody comes back and listens um, in the coming weeks, the next three, as we preview the NFL season, as well as kind of review what's going on in baseball. Baseball's heating up. Baseball's fun, especially with the Phillies now basically in the playoffs but you yeah. never know fingers crossed they, they don't collapse every game is a playoff game with this honestly, juncture honestly more games like that against friday against the mets and we'll be okay yeah oh alert uh it's my mom ah mama grable yep all right guys we'll catch you next week for the pa turn pod adios people See you later